What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and in today's video I'm going to put out another video talking about some of my fantasy football sleepers. So I've already talked about some running back sleepers and some wide receiver sleepers. Today we're going to be shifting over to the quarterback position and I'm just going to be going through three late round quarterbacks that I think may be fantasy relevant this season. So these are players that may start off the season on waivers in your one quarterback leagues but could become starters down the stretch or maybe you're playing in like a super flex league, you want a cheap QB2, maybe even like a QB3 option for your bench. These are the players that I think could kind of fill into those slots. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Um, and then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. But let's jump into the first quarterback sleeper, and it is going to be Brock Purdy. So right now on underdog, he's being drafted as the quarterback 24, but he has just recently been cleared with pretty much no restrictions to uh, participate at training camp. And it looks fairly likely that Brock Purdy is going to be the 49er starter. Earlier in the offseason, I was kind of a pro Trey Lance guy. I still really like Lance for Dynasty, but I thought Purdy would get cleared pretty close to week one, or, you know, that was kind of like the ideal situation for Brock Purdy. Trey Lance would have the entire offseason into the preseason to kind of earn that spot. But Purdy ends up getting cleared very early before the preseason has even started. And when we saw him last year, he was super effective both as a real-life NFL quarterback and for fantasy. In his six regular season starts last year, he averaged 18.1 points per game. That's uh, four points per passing touchdown. Over the full season, that would have been the QB9 in points per game. And then he also had his best performance of the entire season in a playoff game against the uh, Seahawks, where he threw for over 330 yards, three passing touchdowns, and then added another rushing touchdown um, on the ground. Purdy's not going to be a guy who blows you away with your legs. You know, he may add a couple rushing touchdowns on the season. Um, and he's not really like a crazy thrower. It's not like he has absurd athleticism or absurd arm talent, but he's just a solid overall quarterback and he's working with the most talented weapons in the NFL. Plus he has Kyle Shanahan as his head coach. I do believe this is just like the best offense to step into if you're a quarterback. Like I think you put any of those top guys on this offense, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, they are putting up crazy, crazy numbers. So this offense is definitely able to elevate a quarterback who may not normally be fantasy relevant on like a different team. It definitely seems like the 49ers want to roll with Brock Purdy. I think they view him as the safer option over Trey Lance. They probably don't think their championship window is going to be forever. So I don't think they want to waste a year trying to develop Trey Lance, who really hasn't gotten a fair shot to be the starter. And I just think any competent quarterback playing alongside Debo, CMC, Ayuk, and George Kittle is going to be relevant for fantasy football. So I still think he's being drafted at a little bit of a discount because I guess there's no guarantee that he's going to be the starter. But at this point, I feel like everything is kind of uh, pointing in that direction. Now, my second sleeper quarterback is going to be Sam Howell. He's currently being drafted as the quarterback 27. So we've got another uh, second year quarterback here. And he's currently going to be in a battle for the starting spot with Jacoby Brissett. I personally would expect the commanders to roll with Sam Howell. I just think it makes more sense long-term and even short-term for this uh, coaching staff. Like long-term, obviously you want to find out if the young quarterback you have on your roster can be an NFL starter moving forward. But then also, if you're this coaching staff, it's probably going to be better to attach yourself to a younger quarterback because if you hit your wagon to Jacoby Brissett and you just put up a mediocre season, 
Like there's not a ton of incentive to bring you back if the front office doesn't want to. On the other hand, if you have a developing quarterback, then it probably makes more sense for them to uh, you know, bring you back heading into 2024. So we saw Sam Howell only make one start in 2022. Nothing crazy, 11 for 19, 169 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. He had five rushes for 35 yards and then a rushing touchdown on top of it. So, you know, like I said, nothing crazy with that production, but I do think those are like solid numbers for your first NFL start. You know, you're making a start super late in the season. I think it's solid. Um, Looking back at Sam Howell as a college prospect, I was honestly really surprised he fell all the way to the fifth round. Like when we were looking at all those quarterbacks last year, uh, Pickett, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell was honestly like my favorite guy out of those. So I was very surprised he went in the fifth. And heading into his junior season, he really did look like a potential first rounder. His production as a passer regressed heading into his junior season, which seemed to just totally tank his overall value. But I think a lot of that was just due to the lack of help around him. He had some weapons, joined the NFL. His offensive line was just in shambles. But we also saw his junior season, he took a huge leap as a rusher. He was pretty much a non-factor with his legs his first two seasons. As a junior, rushed for 828 yards and 11 touchdowns. I think the Commanders have a pretty underrated group of weapons heading into the season. You've got Terry McLaurin, who we know is a stud. Jahan Dodson showed some really nice flashes as a rookie. I think he's going to take a nice jump in year two. And then you've got Curtis Samuel, who's a very solid wide receiver three for your team. So I think if Sam Howell is going to be able to continue to use his legs, like we saw his junior season, and then also in the one start he made last year, I do think he's someone who could become an interesting option. Now, it's also possible he kind of takes a year to really become fantasy relevant. But, you know, I think if he hits early on, he is someone who becomes interesting. And then the final sleeper I have here at the quarterback position is going to be Ryan Tannehill. And he's been drafted as the quarterback 28. At this ADP, I think Ryan Tannehill is unbelievably undervalued here. I feel like some people out there think Ryan Tannehill is just completely cooked and that Will Levis is going to take over, you know, because they picked him in the early second round. I'm definitely not there yet with Ryan Tannehill. It definitely seems like the Titans are still trying to compete. And I think pretty much everyone would agree that Ryan Tannehill probably gives them the best shot at doing that. Like unless they're just going to roll with Levis from week one, which seems super unlikely. Like switching to Levis late in the season if you're trying to win doesn't seem like a great strategy. And I do think they're going to be in the mix for the playoffs here. And prior to last season, fantasy-wise, Tannehill was a really, really solid fantasy quarterback uh, when he was with the Titans. So 2019 was his first year with the Titans. He was the quarterback nine in points per game at 19 points per game. Then in 2020, he was the quarterback nine again at 22 points per game. Then in 2021, he was the quarterback 14 at 16.6 points per game. So we have two top 12 finishes, and then we have just on the outside looking in of a uh, QB1 season. And with the Titans, it's not like Tannehill in his early years had like a crazy group of weapons. Like you had A.J. Brown, you had Corey Davis, who was solid for like a season or two. But like outside of A.J. Brown, those weapons were really nothing crazy. You look back at last season, the weapons were exceptionally bad. Uh, The team's best receiver was Traylon Burks, who was a rookie and struggled to stay healthy. Every time he started to build some solid performances, he would get hurt. You know, he'd had the concussion. I think he had other some sort of strain or something later on in the season. Um, and then behind Burks, you had like 
a shell of Robert Woods and Nick Westbrook Akine. So this wide receiver room was completely terrible. Like I don't understand how Tannehill is expected to produce with those kind of weapons. I think there are very few quarterbacks in the NFL that are really giving you anything fantasy-wise with uh, those guys at the wide receiver position. Tannehill is also a guy who's relied on his legs for his fantasy production. You don't necessarily think of like rushing ability when you think of Ryan Tannehill, but in his first three seasons with the Titans, Tannehill actually rushed for 18 total touchdowns. Last year, he was limited as a rusher due to an ankle sprain he suffered, and heading into 2023, everything just looks so much better. The Titans signed DeAndre Hopkins to be their wide receiver one. You have Traylon Burks going into his second NFL season, who I still really like. Now he's slotting in as the wide receiver two. Tannehill should be healthy heading into the season, which means we're probably going to see some more rushing production compared to last year. And I think we could honestly make the case that this is the best situation Tannehill has had in his four seasons with the Titans. Like maybe we see D-Hop regress a little bit and then you probably want one of those A.J. Brown teams. But like if D-Hop is the same guy we saw last year and Burks is able to take that leap, I really do think this probably is his best situation. And I would not be surprised to see Ryan Tannehill put up high-end QB2 production. I think Tannehill is someone who's going to become relevant on waivers later on in the season once we start to have some injuries, some bye weeks. And then I think in your super flex leagues, I really think he's a great option to be like, honestly, he's being drafted as a quarterback three. If Tannehill is your third option, I think he's someone you'd feel very comfortable starting late in the season as like your QB two. So those are going to be my three quarterback sleepers, Brock Purdy, Sam Howell, and Ryan Tannehill. How are we feeling about these guys? Obviously, I don't want you drafting these players in like your one quarterback leagues to be your starter. These are guys that are probably going to be more relevant later on in the season, like I mentioned, or players to look at in your uh, super flex leagues if you're looking for some value at the position. So let me know what you guys think. If you enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.